This show is sponsored by Hive Mind CRM. It is more than just a CRM. It is a real estate and business mastermind that comes with an all-in-one CRM. You can have unlimited websites and users. You can call, text, RVM, and email all-in-one user interface. And you can set up custom automations for any type and multiple businesses. 65% of companies start using a CRM system within the first five years of business. Once implemented, the hive mind will save you on marketing, give you more time, and make more money. One of our users had his first $100,000 month using our system in June. We want to see you automate and accelerate your business. Text us at 210-972-1842 for future meetings. And of course, to get our $1 course on how to make more than six figures on one land deal. You can schedule your free demo today at hivemindcrm.io. This is Anthony from the Hive Mind. Just checking in with everybody. Yeah, so we have this call twice a week. This is just a community call. So we want everybody to keep in touch with each other. If you have any deals that you need help moving, you can see who else is on here. We've had people match deals before. Say, hey, what part of Florida did you say? Hey, can you message me? I want. I got invited for that. So it's a networking call, education call. It is your call. So we can talk about anything you want on this call. There's no topics that are off limits. So feel free to just unmute yourself and chat. You know, sometimes we don't have anything to chat about at all. And we're just on here just listening to each other. What's going on? But yeah, if somebody has something they want to cover, if it's marketing, closing, you know, sub two, creative, any topic in the world, uh, we can cover it. And then if it's something that we're not first in or familiar with, you know, we can t- text somebody, see if we can bring somebody else on the call that can help us with that. So just an open forum. We don't have a lightning round where you can, you know, raise your hand and jump in. You just kind of unmute yourself and, and hop into the conversation. Anybody else want to come up and introduce yourself? Say hi. Let us know where you're calling in from and what type of real estate deals you're after. And then also let us know how many deals you've closed. Or if you're just beginning, let us know that too so we can cover some beginner stuff. How's it going, everyone? I'm Nick, based out of Massachusetts. I'm just getting started too. I'm looking to get into the land space. Just have my my first mailer is, is being sent out next week. So just getting started now. Very nice, man. Welcome. Hey, have you connected with Mike Novak? Yeah, that's who actually brought me into the hive. <laughs> Insane, bro. You know Yasir that's on here too? Oh, I haven't I haven't met Yasir yet, no. Yeah, Yasir's an OG, man. Yeah, he's been around Hivebind since it started, and he's Mike's partner, and they work together on a lot of stuff. He's super, super versed. He'll buy your deals. He'll walk you through a lot of stuff. So yeah, Yasir's a really good contact to have, man. He's very, very good guy. All right, awesome. Yasir, I'll be definitely reaching out. Thank you. I think that's the, the purpose of having a group like this. What's up, Yusir? Hey, Anthony. Hey, Nick, everybody. Yeah, yeah, Nick, feel free to reach out, man. Yeah, I talk to Mike every day, a few times a day. So if we can help you, just reach out and we'll be happy to do so. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, Yusir can buy your deals too, guys. So if you have some land that's a killer deal, hit up Yusir, see if it's in his buy box. Sometimes we sell the deals to each other. We don't even have to push them out into the open market. So just another reason. I'm the Texas guy. If you guys get something in Texas, I'll buy it or I'll sell it for you quick. Like this is my market and I'm, I'm happy here. I love it here. I'm always buying here anything that makes sense. And like I said, if it's not something I'm going to buy, 100% chance I can sell it if it's a deal. right? And we'll, we can help you vet it as well. So if uh, you're not good at crunching the numbers, I, I recommend that everybody in here gets good at crunching the numbers. I like can get really good at comps. But if you get something in Texas, yeah, send it to me and, and I'll try to make you some money. Anybody else want to come up and introduce yourself? Say hi. Let us know who you are where you're calling in from and uh, what you're doing in real estate. Um, my name is Martha Wright. I actually, I live in San Marcos, Texas. I am oh, very, nice. very, yeah, I'm very, very new to this industry. I actually just came across it through, I think just like scrolling Facebook or something. And then I ended up doing that conference they had this past weekend for the Teresa or whatever her name is. 
but I was not about to pay 40000 or $20,000 to <laughs> get mentorship. And then I met, I think, <laughs> Lindsay? Leslie. I think Leslie. Yeah. Yeah, that's my sister. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. I was kind of just researching a little bit and, and I signed up for, with your with the with you guys yes yesterday yeah i think it was yesterday all right welcome yes aboard. thank you so i'm very new i don't know anything about that i'm really green with this so i i don't i'm just trying to learn as much as i can i actually come from a aviation background so yeah from a what background aviation oh not, wow. i'm not oh. a pilot or anything but i've been in aviation for the past 10 years mm-hmm. were you doing were you, were you selling or were you repairing or what we actually started and we opened up an FBO, fixed base operation, in San Marcos at the at the regional airport there. Um, and we were kind of just like a small terminal for private planes or, or small jets, things like that, charters. And then that closed down about two years ago. And I moved up to our corporate office in Austin is where I work. And we, we sell and we manufacture flight simulators. Mm-hmm. So I've done like, you know metaverse yeah I, I love it i love it but i'm never gonna go <laughs> i'm never gonna get anywhere i'm never gonna become a pilot so yeah well maybe one day you're, you're buying planes and uh, oh, no i will out. no i'm going to one day buy planes. yeah yeah, yeah. For one sure. of my mentors is that uh, he's in the dallas area and he actually has a, a mobile home manufacturing plant and like hey man what are you up to uh, seeing if you can get on a call help me with a deal and sends me pictures out the window. He's like, and the picture of like the, the cockpit. I was like, man, that is so dope. Like on a Saturday, like we're, I'm just trying to go for a jog. And he's flying planes. I'm like, that's crazy. There's levels. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, people. I mean, you saw that all the time. I, I don't like, I'm afraid to fly. I mean, I'll fly if I have to in a commercial. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I won't get into a, I think the smallest was like a jet, which is the founder of my company. He's like, hey, Martha. I need you to come with me to go test out my avionics. Let's go. And I, like, I, I was in shock, but I went and it was the coolest thing ever, but I, I still don't like it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, not afraid of, I'm afraid of heights. If I'm on a building, I don't like the way it feels at all. But in the, for whatever reason, when I'm in the sky, I'm, on, I'm at home. I fall asleep in a plane quick. I'm good. I mean, I, I'd have to take something, yeah, for to get in a smaller plane. Yeah. I was going to tell you that if you're ever in San Antonio, we bought an office here um, Monday through Friday, like 12 to 6, 12 to 7. It's kind of just open door. Anybody can come in and learn and see what we're doing in person. So if you ever wanted to make your way over here Monday through Friday, let me know. And you come into the office, meet everybody. It's like we're just really there doing deals. We're there texting, calling, emailing, receiving phone calls, printing contracts, going to look at properties, you know, jumping barbed wire fences. So if you ever wanted to come by and, and check out some of the madness in person, yeah, anybody that's in the San Antonio area drop in and say hi yeah she told me that it's just a little harder right now because of my hours at work over the mm-hmm. summer that we're moving to kyle kyle mm-hmm. area our business nice so i'm gonna try but it, it's just like right now it's just really hard for me to get there but she she did mention that to me because like i said i don't even know where to begin like or anything so that's yeah, why I, you know i'm trying to I'm glad you saw that over there in Dallas, you know, that they're behind the information that we teach in the hive mind uh, and the information that is shared here. Yeah. A lot of this information is hiding behind a $20,000 paywall, right? And, and just because you can get involved in the hive mind for free, just by joining a call, or if you, uh, you know, subscribe to the software for a hundred bucks. So p- people might perceive that as low value, but the strategies we're teaching, yeah, this, this kind of stuff is hidden behind a 20 or $50,000 paywall. And you saw it firsthand. Right. And so we, we openly teach the information because our goal isn't to sell you products and services. It's to be able to do deals with you. Right. So we want to teach you how to find these types of deals 
that way some of them actually come back and say, Hey, can you help me with this? And yeah, and then we partner up on it and everybody's happy. So the engine is working fine. I would say we're pushing almost 400 subscribers now, over 2000 community members, but this is all we're doing 24 seven. We're, we're just blood, sweat and tears, just trying to teach people how to find these deals and, and partner with people, buy stuff, hang on to stuff. We're, we're learning as we go, but right. Uh, yeah, this right. is a yeah. pretty cool community. I do have, yeah. yeah. I do have a question. I know okay. that they have mentioned something about prop stream or something. Do I have to get that since I have your program or no, or your software? Uh, prop streams okay no. for comps for, for pulling data. I mean, we have data we can provide. So I would like say, I would probably caution you against downloading a bunch of different softwares when you're first getting started. Cause that's the last Ryan. thing you need is, is to have a thousand dollars worth of software. And then you're pulling $2,000 worth of data, you know? So it, it's kind of, it'll be harder to stay afloat. So if you just have okay. high, mind, high mind, bare bones, I encourage everybody to do high volume lead generation. So you get in touch with as many people as you can, as fast as you can. You want to store that information, record your phone calls, record your texts, update your notes. So everything's organized because what would happen is after a year of spending hours and time and energy and thousands of dollars in capital to pursue this business, the last thing you need to do is have all your notes scribbled on the notebook. Right, because you're just going to lose money. You'll you'll lose more money than you're trying to save by not having a software like Hivemind. But you know, like I said, just okay. jump in with with both feet. Yeah, as little software. Yeah, as like I said, I didn't. Yeah, I just didn't know. Like I said, I, I don't even know where like what's next. You know, so that's why you know I'm I'm asking these questions. Um, but yeah, but yeah. So I'm yeah, excited to learn and. Yeah, so that's what these calls are for, right? These are for uh, you know, what do I do next? What's what do I do now? And. We did create a course that we were going to sell. We recorded it. We sold tickets to, to an event and all that. We were going to put out a course. And I said, you know what? The last thing I want is for somebody to spend five or $10,000 and then not put it to use. So in this case, we just hop into these calls. And like I said, you can kind of absorb the information just by hanging out here. So same thing I say to do right away is uh, get familiar with the CRM, learn how to use it, and then just start marketing right now. So you can market for free. It could be as simple as downloading LandGlide on your, on your phone. It's like $9 a month. You hover over vacant properties where there's no house, no structure, no building in place. You can skip trace those owners for free at truepeoplesearch.com. Or you can get like deal bell. It's like 10 cents a record to, to skip trace one phone number. And just call those people while you're sitting on your couch. You know, it could be as easy as that. Um, just calling those people, um, seeing if they want to sell. So you can start doing that right away. And then if you did have some capital to place, then you might look at, you know, doing like maybe a, a call campaign, hiring a caller, calling yourself, sitting on a dialer pulling a list, skip tracing it. You can do Google ads. Like you said, you can do mailers. It just depends how much capital you want to invest into this thing. And some people have more time than capital. So that might be, like I said, sitting on the dialer and just trying to get in touch with people, hitting people on land glide. But that's it right now. If there's only one capital generating activity in real estate, it's talking to people, getting sellers on the phone. That's, that's it. So people are watching, watching videos and reading books and going to trainings and doing all this mastermind stuff. And it feels like you're working, but you're not. I tell everybody that, especially if you're brand new, if you're not on the phone with sellers, you're not working. That's it, period. You have one job. Okay. And sooner okay. or later, some of them are going to want to, uh, they're reasonable, they want to sell, you can do a deal. And that's it. There's no magic to it. You know, the more people you talk to, yeah, the, the more your business is going to grow, the more your opportunities are going to grow. Somebody in the office the other day, they had to cancel and she was kind of bummed out. And I said, look, if you have four leads and four people cancel on you, your world's over. But if you have 400 leads and 200 people cancel, you're fine. You're okay. Right, right. Yeah, so it's just getting okay. in front of as many people as fast as you can. Okay, so you said what I do for that land glide, I just kind of go over, like, go over the property, and then it'll yep. it'll tell me if there's not a house, or I won't see a house on there or anything. 
you'll just see no structure at all. So I'd get land glide. Okay. What it does when you hover over a property, it makes a red outline right around the property. Right. So you can see okay. the shape of it, the size of it. You scroll up. It says it's 3.13 acres. You check it out. Yeah, there's, there's no rooftops on there at all. So there's no shed, no mobile home, nothing. You want to be within 30 minutes of a major city. So any, any city in the country, right? As long mm -hmm. as there's a, a, a dense population there and you just go right to mm -hmm. the outskirts of the city and just look and find those vacant parcels of land, call them and see who wants to sell. That's it. That's as easy as it can get right there. And somebody says, yep, what we do want to sell. We, we do have something we, we want to take a look at. What's your offer? Then you would say, hey, you know, give me a few minutes. I'll call you back. Then you just grab somebody else that's a little bit more seasoned than you. Maybe post yeah. in the group. Say, hey, I have a pretty warm lead. Uh, they want an offer. I need a little bit of help. Then yeah, somebody else will grab your hand and, and show you, kind of take it through the process. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, cool. Yeah, I be any easier. today. I, I wish it was a little bit more complicated than that, but that's really all you had to do is just start getting people on the phone. Yeah. Okay. I can do that. Okay, cool. That's it. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting very welcome. And uh, go ahead and send that check to Leslie for $40,000. Make it out to Anthony. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, per your brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we're going to give it away, I want one. Yeah, no. Like when I saw it, I was like, yeah, there's just no way. I don't know enough about this to, to try to pay that much money right now. So even if you yeah. did, right. I'll tell you, honestly, I had a, a dinner with uh, somebody who wanted to invest with me uh, through one of my sister's friends. They said, Hey, this guy has about a hundred, 120 that he wants to invest in the real estate. So I said, okay, let's go eat dinner. So we went to steaks and we're talking and he's like expecting me to tell him about all these properties and opportunities where he can put stick in a hundred grand. And I'm like, you know what? Don't even put in the hundred. I was like, why don't you put about 2,500 to 5,000 a month at marketing? Start there. That way you're looking at a ton of opportunities instead of just like one or two. If he sinks his whole hundred into that property, well, his, now his money's stuck there for 90 days, whatever the number is. But I'm like, if you throw 2,500 a month or five grand a month, that'll spread out over a year and you might get in front of a hundred opportunities. Oh, that makes you know? sense. Yeah. 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 Okay. So he was, he was kind of shocked. Like he thought he was going to be able to put his hundred somewhere. I'm like, I don't even want your hundred. You know, oh, why don't you do something, awesome a, know. yeah, do something a little bit more productive, right? So if somebody right. didn't have 40 to throw at us for a training or it's good for us on the front end, but now we're responsible to those people to try to get them a deal. I'd rather okay. you take your, take responsibility for yourself. We'll show you how to set up the marketing campaigns and then you're off to the races. Oh, that's cool. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. And sooner or later, you'll sell me something. It'll be worth it. <laughs> you'll call me and say, hey, Anthony, I think I have a deal. And I'll be like, yep, I want it. <laughs> okay, um, sounds good. <laughs> hey everybody just to recap this is our thursday night call there's two calls monday at five thursday at seven those are both central time and they're just your they're calls for you uh, for the people that are on this call we're just here to happy to hang out there's almost no uh, we don't we normally if we unless we have a guest speaker we don't have a like a syllabus that we go by there's not a lightning round where we just call on you to come up so if anybody has any questions we just encourage you to unmute yourself and ask away and kind of answer questions live uh, nothing's off topic. If anybody else wants to come up, unmute yourself, let us know where you're calling in from and where you are in real estate. See what we could do to help you along. Or if you have anything you want to contribute or share with the group, something you've learned, a win you had this week, we want to hear about it. Hey, Anthony. Uh, this is Joe. Joe Macias. What's up, brother? Hey, yeah. So I'm doing myself out there. I'm doing this challenge seven five days. Trying to, well, I am going to get a deal in the seven five days, but I have some questions for you about workflows, about automations. So is, like, is right it now, how to use the system itself? No, um, like basically, like I want to know. I, I don't know if this is a good question, but maybe like what workflows or automations you have that might help me speed up this process. Since uh, since you you know more about the system and all that, I have right now. So I have a DNC uh, workflow to anybody that says like cusses me out or leave me alone. So mm -hmm. that one puts them automatically in DNC. 
without you having to read it yeah right yeah so it automatically yeah just spams it don't ever call this person again mm -hmm. okay. i have one where i add a tag when i see that they say it's wrong number so i add a tag and it's come it it replaces the the, the first phone number with the second one and then mm -hmm. if I see the, the second one is wrong i put the tag that wrong phone number two and then i add i add prospecting and then that way i know to skip trace it later with a different skip trace provider mm -hmm. and then i have my main outbound workflow and it's basically just uh, the first outbound text then uh, two follow-ups and if they don't respond to that one it takes it to a no response follow-up and it texts them every 30 days to see if they're ready to sell and if they don't respond to that no response i have a go-to so it goes back to the to the no response so it could go over and over until they respond then i have a positive response workflow where if, if they say what's your offer and all the different variables to what's your offer it sends me a notification to to get on that asap then i have the who is this workflow so if they say who is this it'll tell them uh the templates i have this is joe i'm a property buyer looking to sell this uh this property and then after that the last uh, workflows i have is a workflow for not interested so every 45 days it'll uh, text them back and see if they're ready to sell i have one for warm lead that's every two weeks one for hot lead is every week and then the cold lead is every 30 days <laughs> it sounds like you built out everything man. literally the only thing i'm curious about did you build it where it, like it just keeps cycling through different numbers that way if one's a bad number one's a you know anything like that that it just like let's say you send out a text message and it goes to a failed what, what we want to do is we want to push that one straight to a dialer now. Like, why did it fail? Did it fail because it was a bad number? Did it fail just because the system didn't pick it up because it, it, the, the carrier spammed it? Like, why did it fail? So we want to still attempt to dial that phone number. So you're making sure you're, you're working all of the numbers. So you put it into like a cold calling workflow? Yep. Yeah. Now I'm going to try to hit them on the phone now if they, if they didn't respond to my text. Okay. Because I see that there's different error codes. It's like 3007, 3006. I'm not sure what's the difference there. But when I see that there's an error, I just put wrong phone number and it switches to the next phone number. Yeah, I would, I would, even if, if that's a based off of a text, I would still attempt to call it and just see what happens. That's what we've been doing. We noticed that we weren't working our data hard enough. Like when, whenever we text the number, they didn't respond. They wouldn't even get a second text message. And then we said, okay, well, we'll hit them a second time and they still didn't respond. So then it's dead. Well, now I'm talking to people that like we hit them five or six times, you know, before we stopped texting and I'm like, man, that's interesting. Yeah. So, I would say making sure that you're properly working every single phone number, right? Just making sure that you're touching them as many times as you need to. So, and then of course, check with your local texting laws and all that stuff. Make sure you're texting people that want to be contacted, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So when there's an, when I see manually that there's an error code, so I call them right there on the spot or should I make some type of workflow for that? I'm thinking of workflow, man. Yeah. Push it to another list where let's say a VA or somebody else in the office or even yourself later at the end of the day, you got 30 or 40 calls to make. You know, I don't know that I'd stop and make a call every single time I needed to, because that would kind of kill your flow. If you had to call and stop and make 15 calls throughout the day, when you could just probably wait to the end of the day and hit all, hit all 50 all at once. So is there an action that, that will, that will see the error code and then push it to, to the cold calling workflow? I have Evan Price on my team building that out live for me. So maybe I could have him do a screen record and show you exactly how he's going to build it out. Yeah, I, I appreciate yeah. that. I'm trying to hit this from every single way so I could uh, contact every seller because right now I'm on tight budget and I just spent like two grand on skip tracing about 60,000 records. So I just uploaded those today and I'm looking. So when I start marketing again tomorrow, I could have everything just set up.
Yeah, no, it sounds like you're on the right track, man. You've actually done a lot more than anybody else does. I mean, you're like in the top 1% of what people do to build out those types of campaigns. So it sounds like you're on the right track. Yeah, I think just touching those numbers as many times as you need to is, is pretty much all I would do. And then also always have a second set of eyeballs look at your numbers because I've even passed up on deals where I just thought like I put it to the back burner and I'm like, oh, I'll get back to it. It doesn't look that good. And then on a couple of those, I made over a hundred grand that I had pushed aside initially. So if you're, even if you're confident on your numbers, you feel good about it. I would still get somebody else involved, even another hive member and just say, Hey, can you look at some of my numbers and tell me what you think? Cause you might be missing something. Okay. And then uh, another thing I would, I would recommend is we're not always charging in with the, uh, with a wholesaling mindset, right? Because right. that's only one disposition strategy. So if you just give them a low cash offer, that's only one solution out of a hundred. So my main thing that I would probably do is dig in and just find out what the situation is because mm -hmm. there's a lot of people out there that they have a lot of equity and they're also intelligent, right? They're like, Hey, I'm not an idiot. I'm not going to give you my property because you hit them with the 50, 50 cents on the dollar offer. When in what we do is we'll just find out what's going on. Like, Hey, well, you know, how can we help here? How can I increase this person's life? How can I provide some value here? And sometimes it's just, they just need a patch, right? They have a property. Everybody's offered them 50. They know it's worth a hundred. Well, sometimes they just need five grand or 10 grand to get back on their feet. So instead of you trying to take the house for 50 cents on the dollar or the land, you'll say, Hey, you know, how about I put five or 10,000 into the house and then we'll just sell it on the open market and we'll split profit on the back end. Right. So now the guy's going to maximize his profit. It costs him nothing. You put five or 10 in his pocket to get him back to par where he's not stressed out. And now you can both work on the property together and get it done. And that's uh, so, innovation. Um, I, didn't, I was doing that before I even knew what innovation meant, you know, so I'm not exactly what innovation is like step by step. But okay. I'm, with the way that I, I say it, and you got to be careful with, because the word partner, right? That, that's like a legal term. Yeah. But I try to partner with the sellers. Mm -hmm. that's, what I, that's what I'm coming in as. I'm coming in and like, how can we work together on this? If you don't need me, that doesn't hurt my feelings. I'm not mad at you. I'm not even going to give you a lowball offer. I'm just trying to see what, what I can do to provide some value here. And if I can, I want to do the deal with you. And if I cannot, I'm out of here. I'm not your buyer. I'm not your guy. Mm -hmm. And then I, another thing that I do to tee myself up for a wholesale is I'll say, look, if this is not something I'll, I'm going to buy, I'll push it to another one of my other guys. My, one of my, I'll push it to my network and see if they want to buy it. And so that kind of opens you up for the wholesale at the end. You know, you walk it and you say, hey, look, I'm not buying this, but I know who will. And they're like, really? Who's that? And like, I'll have the guy call you. Boom, you're done. You make yourself a wholesale feed just for walking the property. Right. Is there a way to, because right now I'm just focusing on land. Is there a way to partner up on land? Oh, yeah, for sure. Same thing, man. That's, that's all I've been doing is like 99% land for three years. Mm -hmm. exact same process everything i mean one guy he had like a thousand piles of shingles on the property another lady had just had like the fence had the, the yard had not been cut for years and years 40 acres grass is five feet high you know barbed wire down abandoned cars on property so she didn't feel comfortable selling it like that on market so we mm -hmm. came in did a little cleanup boom sold you know 80 grand same exact process you know, some people are just they're just tired of it they don't want to mess with it i had a guy call me one time and he's like hey man i've never been to texas i'm never going there make me a fair offer and you can just have it. Right? right. So a lot of those out of state owners, like they have no way to view the property. They have no way to show it. You know, they don't know any agents. They don't know anything. They're just like, you know what, if you help me with this, I'll, I'll split it with you. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. that, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And then I've seen that you do a lot of also seller finance and I, uh, mm -hmm. my, my default is a 5% interest, 5% down 10 year term for houses. But what's the usual setup that you have for land? Is that like you being the seller or the buyer? The buyer, yeah. Man, for the, on the buy side, I'll do a zero percent interest. I'm not going to yeah. give any interest. Yeah, um, you're not negotiate as much. Yeah, because usually what I'm I'm doing is I'm giving them a little bit closer to their asking price. 
So like I said, I, I try to never come in with that low ball offer because that's all they've been hearing. So when you come over with a, with a different strategy, they're more open to it, right? They're like, if you're going to just come over here and offer me 50 grand, don't even come. And I'm like, I would never do that. Why would I do that? I want to buy the property. I don't want you to, to cuss me out and, and run me off. I, won't, I actually want to buy it. Mm-hmm. So then when I get there, I'm like, hey, look, I can't do 100, right? And I'm not going to insult you and offer you 50. But what if I can get you closer to 100? But I got to pay you out like in 180 payments. How does that sound? And the guy's like, well, what do you mean? Boom. You know, then I can offer the guy 60, 70 on payments. And a lot of times we do zero down, zero payments, zero interest until sold. Right. So we close on the property and then maybe we'll turn around and just list it on MLS. Um, whatever we have to do. Like right now, the guy has a farm. It's like 2.6 mil. We want to give him 100,000 down. That's the offer. 100,000 down, zero payments, zero interest for 18 months. That gives me time to give him the 100, come in, do a subdivide. You know, sell it off in 10 and 20 acre tracks, and then the property will pay for itself. And then we might make like four or 500 on the back end, you know, for putting up the first hundred, but he gets nothing for 18 months. No interest. That's really creative there. Yeah. Like those deals are out there, man. And you're not taking advantage of anybody. You know, he's been trying to sell it for himself for a year. It didn't happen. So it's like, do you want to bring in the professionals? Like, as you said, he's doing hay off of it. And I was like, well, how much money are you going to make in a year, year and a half? I don't know, 75, 100 grand. Okay, well, I'll give you the year's pay while I sell it. Now you make all the profit you were going to make anyway. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm doing all the work, talking to all the agents, showing all the, all the, all the buyers, meeting with all the engineers. <laughs> it's like, he's paying me to do a lot of work for a long time. Like, you know, that's going to be a, a year-long project. And even if we make four or 500, we're going to have worked hard for it. You know? And if they don't see the value in that, well, then obviously you don't need me for this deal. But some people do. They just, they, they either don't want the headache you know, they, they don't have the expertise. You know, like I said, a lot of people are just like, you know what? No, I want you to make money. Mm-hmm. They, they, would, they would rather pay you for the comfort of knowing that there's an expert working on that deal. It's not always about, you know, whoever has the highest offer. We should think that because we're in real estate, we're in a numbers game. But I've, I've got a firehouse that was 30000 under his best offer. He said, I just want to do the deal with you. He's like, can you match with other guys? I said, nope, I'm going to walk away. He said, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to do it. We're going to do it. 30000 less. Wow. Just letting wow. them know you're the, you're the man for the job or the woman for the job. And again, it, it goes like by the way you tee it up when you get there, mm-hmm. right? Just let them know right ahead. Like uh, I heard Pace say this on, the, on, the, on one of his things. And I'm like, I've been saying that for years. I'll just get there and say like, I don't think I could do this. I, I, I might not be able to do it. I, I went and saw a guy's property. It was an industrial property, like 450 acres or something. And I thought it was going to look different. I thought I was going to be able to like do a subdivide there. But when I got there, he had stripped off all the topsoil. You know, and the property looked kind of weird, looked ugly. Mm. And as soon as I got off the truck, I said, Hey, I'm not going to buy this. I said, but I know who will. I said, I'll, I'll send you a buyer. He's like, that's perfect. That's great. So he was happy that I was going to bring him a buyer. He's going to make 18 million. You know, what does he care if I make 500,000? But I, t- I told him straight from the beginning, like, I'm not buying it, but I am going to bring you a buyer. Uh, so a follow-up question to the seller finance. How do you know how, how close you can get to, to retail? Mm, that's when you start speculating, man, if you get too close to retail, right? Because let's say full retail is 100000 and you're expecting that in five years that it's going to you know, go I don't know, 7% or 10% per year, whatever that number is. Mm-hmm. Then you're saying, yeah, in 10 years, it's probably going to be worth 150 So the only way that you would make that make sense is if you picked it up, let's say it's, it's retail value is 100 You say, hey, I'll give you 100 but I need 180 payments or 350 payments. You know, the longer, the better, right? So you can look at writing the appreciation while you're holding it. And then one thing you could do, depending on the area and the property, you know, you might Airbnb it out or rent it out so that you're actually making back some profit along the way. So you buy it for a hundred, 
let's say after five or 10 years of Airbnb, you've made back 40 or 50,000, you know, so you kind of like, you're getting paid on two sides. You're getting paid for the cash flow, which is paying the price of the property, like the acquisition price. But then you're also writing the appreciation on the other side. So not every deal works out that beautifully, but you know, that's a good way to pay full retail and still make a lot of money on a property. Oh, I see. So kind of do just uh, run a quick analysis to see like, yeah, to see if it will make sense over time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If it's in an area that's, that's exploding, you know, what, what type of uh, cash flow can that property provide outside of just like a normal rental? You know, can you do a, a, a better strategy something like Airbnb or something that pays a little bit better so that it could produce more profit? You know, are you close to an arena or an event center, something like that? You just got to see what type of property and you don't want to ever buy a property assuming that it's going to make Airbnb money, right? Let's say you, you would make zero renting it out on the retail market, but then you think you're going to make two grand using doing Airbnb every month. You might make zero, right? So you don't want to also use that as a strategy, like saying, if it is a normal rental, then I can't afford to carry it. It's a bad investment. It's a bad buy for me, but I'm going to Airbnb it. And that's your only strategy. Let's say that Airbnb strategy fails and you're not making that extra capital that you thought you were going to make. You know, so that, that's another consideration is don't buy again on speculation, thinking that it's going to be the, you know, the best Airbnb property for that area and that it's going to cash flow amazingly. Because if you do have to default to a normal rental, right, then you might end up again with a bad buy. Yeah. And it, it goes back to the numbers, the comps. Um, and talking about comps, is there a difference? Like you mentioned industrial, but like, is there a difference in how you comp the multifamily land or do you just uh, keep going by comparables? Yep. So I'm learning a commercial game. Um, yeah. If it's multifamily land, it's going to go on a square foot price. It's going to go based on what that asset, right? Let's say you built a thousand unit apartment complex, whatever those apartments can bring in by the square foot is how the, the land is calculated. So in my world, right, a, a ranch, a really nice ranch, you might pay 30 to 50,000 an acre for something that's amazing. But in the multifamily world, man, some of that land goes for a million an acre. Mm-hmm. It just depends on what area it's in and, and what those rents are going to bring in. So, so you said uh, square feet by by the amount of rent it comes in. Could you yep. give me a quick example? Um, I can't do the number breakdown. I'm not the numbers oh. guy. I have, I have several people on my team that do the numbers, but just for like a, an example, would say that the apartments in that area rent for I don't know two dollars a square foot. Right, it's like prime real estate or three dollars a square foot. It's like in the, the nicest, richest area in town. Oh. So I by see. the time, yeah, by the time that um, lender puts out ten million dollars to build that complex. And then the complex is going to cash flow, like let's say at a 10 cap or whatever, but it's still a, a decent payback rate. Um, and those rents are based off of that. It's, it's, it, that's how good of a deal the bank's going to look at it when they underwrite it. They're going to say, hey, this $10 million asset is going to cash flow at, at a, you know, an excellent rate. So then they're more likely to do the deal and that'll drive up the value of the land. Okay. So you got to see like what's being built in the area. Then uh, what, the, what the square foot rents are going for. Yeah, because if, if uh, it's bringing in 10 cents a square foot, like you're in like this really rural area or really bad area of town, like it's a war zone, then nobody's going to want to throw up a multifamily complex in that area because the, the rents don't support the numbers. And that's uh, the living space square feet, right? Yeah. Okay, sweet. Thank you so much for this information, uh, Anthony. It's definitely going to make me make me do uh, more offers, more more everything. No, great questions, man. And I can tell you're working. I, I can tell if somebody's working based off of the questions that they have and the types of deals that they're looking at. So just from the amount of work that you've already put in, I, I can see you're going to start to do a lot of deals quick. And it's cumulative, right? People did the marketing and say, man, I've been at this for 90 days. I ain't got nothing. But you know, on your fourth month, you might have 10 deals in a row. 
Right. So yeah, I, I sold commercial roofing, you know, maybe seven years ago and I, mean, I saw the, the paychecks. I think these things can make 50, hundred plus on a single deal. And I tried for 14 months, man. And I went, I went over 14 and then yeah, like in my 15, 16 month, I, I think I made like 500,000. So yeah, it, I mean, it happens pretty quick. It, it is marketing is cumulative. So the only thing that your only job is to make sure that you're getting on the phone with sellers or you're doing the activity that's going to make you money. And then you just stack it up over time and distance, you know, after six months, after a year, year and a half, when you've already talked to a thousand people, your odds are going to continue to go up. And then having a system in place like Hiveline or any CRM, you know, where you can keep up with the people that you're talking to. Because like I said, if not, the lady's like, make sure you call me April 1st and you forget to call. You just lost 50 grand, 100 grand because you forgot Like you're not being a good steward of your data and your time. Yeah. Last statement for me, because I want to make sure everybody could, could give their, ask their questions. Yeah. I recently saw, because I thought like the first conversation, I'll get the deal or whatever. But yeah, I'm seeing that it doesn't, it's not in the first month, second month. It might take four months, five months to get that deal. But if you consistently keep contacting other people, once you get that first deal from five months before, then they'll, they'll just, they'll line up and they'll come. It becomes cumulative, man. Um, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You, you talk to somebody in January, somebody in February, somebody in March, somewhere in April. And now by June, you're talking to six, seven, eight, you know, sellers that are really engaged. They trust you. They've been talking to you for months. And that's when you feel like, oh man, I'm getting good at this when you get three or four deals in the month. But it's not that you learn some superpower. It's just that you've been putting in the work and now it's starting to add up. Yeah. And they're ready to sell at that. At that that's time. it. Following up. Anytime somebody says, no, you know, they, they want retail or above. I'm just going to just put them on a six month drip. I'm like, Hey, did you sell the property yet? Hey, did you sell the property yet? Hey, did you sell it till, till they die? You know, this is going to, until I die, it's just, the drip's going to keep on coming. And sooner yeah. or later, people's situation change. We had a lady in Rice, Texas. It was like 40, 40 something acres. And the first time I talked to her, she said she, oh, that she wanted 2.1 million. Mm-hmm. Everybody that, w- that went and looked at it, they were laughing. They were like, man, there's, there's no way. Like just let this lead go. But she was trying to move out of state. She was trying to move to a different state. So she had her hands full, man. She was trying to sell the property, move to another state all at the same time. So we made her a contract contingent on us helping her find another property in a different state. And uh, she didn't have to sign like closing docs until she was out. So, and into like heading to the new house. So now we worked on that deal for like a year and a half, but you know, after talking to a million brokers, a million agents, a million buyers, I mean, I think we closed like at 325 or something or 350 when she was originally at 2 million. Like, so just because these people are asking for some crazy price, that's, you know, 10 X what it's worth. That doesn't mean that that's what you're going to end up settling the deal at, but you, you hang in there, you let them know you be a professional, you help them connect them to all your resources, you know, just, just uh, taking those people through the process is kind of where, where the value is here. It's like just always being a provider of solutions and sooner or later, some of the deals will come back. Yeah. But the key there is that you added that person to the six month drip because they had the motivation, right? Yeah, we knew she wanted to sell it 100%. But like I said, from her price, instead of me getting mad and hanging up and you know trying to poke fun at her, you never can sell it for that. I just stayed as a cool resource. Awesome. I hope you get it. You know, let me know. My offer is good anytime. You know, and then anything she ever needed, we're helping her. We're helping her find houses over there. I think she went to Wyoming. We're helping her find houses over there. We're helping her comp properties. I mean, we were just like being a cool friend. Uh, we did, if we didn't get the deal, we didn't get the deal, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then, yes, sooner or later, she's like, "Well, no, I got a better offer." We're like, "Okay, well, you know, I have the screenshot. I'll say, best of luck." You know, that's awesome. I'm glad everything worked out for you. And then she called us back and said, hey, "That other buyer fell through." You know, I, I, I want to do the deal with you guys. Like, perfect, awesome, paid off. Took a year, but <laughs> we got it done. I want to say it was like a year and a half. Yeah. 
Well, those were all gems. Thank you, Anthony. You're welcome, brother. Thanks for hanging out, man. And I'm glad you're putting in the work. Yeah, well, eventually you'll be up here showing us what you're doing to have so much success. Yes, sir. That's a goal. Have a blessed day. Thank you. Thank you, brother. God bless. We got uh, about 15 minutes left on here. Does anybody have anything you want to chip in? Contributions, questions? I just got to my daughter's soccer game too, so I might end it early if anybody doesn't have anything. So if anybody has a question, feel free to ask. We have these calls uh, Monday at 5 Central Time and then 7 Central Time on Thursday, and they are for you. Yeah, and, it, and there's nothing that's off topic. So we can talk about marketing or anything you can think of that helps you get to where you're headed. Inviting people to these calls. Hello. Hey, what's up, brother? Hey, man. Yes, I just want to introduce myself. I'm Javier. And yeah, I'm in the San Antonio area, mainly targeting mobile homes. I've been placing like a lot of bandit signs lately. That's kind of like one of my main marketing strategies right now, just placing these bandit signs. And I've been getting crazy. Yeah, I I think I'm talking to like three sellers right now. That, uh, yeah. Tell everybody how old you are. Oh, yeah, I'm 16. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. My boy, oh, yeah. I'm here I'm putting looking- in more work than most of the most of the adults in the country. <laughs> yeah, it took a long time. I was definitely in that like analysis paralysis phase for like a good a couple months. It was pretty bad, but I'm just getting on getting on my feet right now. Dude, you're so far ahead of the game. It's it's hilarious. I mean, I'm like, what the heck? You're gonna be a, a guru and before you're 21. So that's amazing, yeah. man. I'm, I'm glad you're sticking with it and you're crushing it now. Thank you, man. And yeah, I'm thinking of expanding my marketing, like starting, I guess you could say it's like my first official campaign, these backdoor window vinyls, like the We Buy Houses, putting it on like a friend's or like paying someone a percentage of the deal if we close and just like have like a sticker on the back saying like We Buy Mobile Homes. I was thinking about starting one of those campaigns. I just want to see if you had if you heard anything about them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have a friend that does that. He does uh, syndications for multifamily. And then you would you would get a custom number for that one person. That way, when the number oh, yeah. comes to, to, yeah, to that number, then you know it's for that person. You can record it all in the CRM, so you hear the whole entire thing to know if it was a dud or not. I mean, there's there's a million things you could do. Yeah, but that's that's another cool strategy. Yeah, I definitely like right now. I'm trying to get like the legality figured out because I don't want someone to like trying to sue me saying they couldn't see out the back window. So I'm trying to get that situated right now. But I got a vinyl company. It's like a car wrap company. They said. They could do each car for like $25. Mm-hmm. Yep, super hey, low cost. Hey, Javier, the great thing is they can't sue you because you're too young to sign a contract legally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boom, baby. <laughs> so sprint, bro. Sprint. Sprint as fast as you can. <laughs> you have all the advantage. We, we're, we're the ones in trouble. <laughs> hey, have you met John yet? Oh, no, not yet. No. Yeah, you're in the presence of greatness, man. John's a beast. Uh, you should check out his uh, his Facebook page too. You can learn a lot from him, and he's been in it way longer than me. So he comes up with some cool strategies and some other stuff we've never thought about. Uh, obviously, I, I started. I'm I'm 63 now, but I started when I was 22. Obviously, I started too late. I should have started at 16. Thank you, Javier. <laughs> <laughs> 16. I remember I would stay up late at night watching TV and I would see these uh, these commercials on TV and I would watch those guys saying, hey, you know, I could teach you how to make 100 grand, 50 grand. And a lot of people would take that like as a joke. And I'm like, man, I know these guys are telling the truth, you know, so that's a- I, I was the exact same way when uh, <laughs> what's his name, that guy with the Lamborghini here. You, you remember his name? From San Antonio? No, no. It was that one guru like saying like here in my garage. Like, oh, I remember yeah, I was Ty, Ty Lopez. Yeah, I think I was like nine or eight years old. Yeah. I was like taking notes. I was like, well, I didn't even know what I was doing. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I've always been an entrepreneur. Yeah, my whole life, I, I would push the lawnmower, like house to house, trying to cut grass. I remember there was something in the back of a magazine, like where you you have take an order from people and then they'll mail it to their house. I did that door to door. I'm like 10, 12 years old. I'm just trying to figure out how I'm going to make it. Yeah, it's all about that hustle. I, I still have my lawn mowing company right now. We do like a lawn like every every like other uh, other other week. Mm-hmm. We're good for like the week. Yeah, like four people. I think while you're driving around looking at those properties, yeah, don't forget to see which ones are boarded up, which ones are overgrown, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you're, if you're already driving, already like driving through neighborhoods, I think as being a, a tradesman or really anybody, you're driving through a neighborhood and you see a house where the gate's knocked over or the, the grass is too high or there's holes in the roof like or there's there's a tarp on the roof what's going on over here like don't drive by don't leave it behind oh yeah i take notes yeah i i keep track of, like every every house i see i just get my notebook if i don't got my phone what i do is i uh, i'll take screenshots and land glide i'll get the property address with the property seller's name and then i'll scroll up and i'll grab the mailing address take two screenshots and i'll just send those to my nephew and then he'll skip trace them in deal bell and try to get a hold of them through the CRM. I think you were talking about your nephew when, when I was at the house, isn't he? Like, how old is he? I want to say he just turned twenty or he's nineteen right now. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And he's he's working on his second contract already, man. Oh wow. And he, yeah, he started with me less than thirty days ago. He was working two jobs, uh, restaurants, and I uh, just told him, "How much are you making right now?" And I'm like, "If I could pay you that, you could work for me." He's like, "Yep." So I'm just gonna pay him by the hour until he starts making checks. Dang, yeah, solid plan. But yeah, doing uh, good, man. sounds good. I've been going heavy on like the underwriting process and like for these mobile home parks, like the entire park. Mm-hmm. So I've been building my like network of park owners so I can like like it, this someone they know that's looking to mm-hmm. sell one. And yeah, I'm really looking to get in like this mobile home park space, just like wholesaling sort of distressed ones or like just ones where the numbers work. I keep saying this, man. I love land. I'm going to do land forever. I think it's the easiest asset to go after. But I, I also keep saying, man, more recently is that we're just like situation finders is what we are. Right. So if, if I come across a house, sub two house, like we picked up, you know, I'm not going to skip over it. So if you're talking to sellers like, hey, do you have any land? They're like, no. Well, what else do you got? Right. <laughs> and if they have you at an RV park or a mobile home park or anything, like, let me take a look at it. We want to take a look at it. It, just, it really depends what the situation is. And some people, they just they want out from under the asset. They're just looking for something else to do now. Like, I just don't want to think about it anymore. I had a guy, he, he bought a lot for 18000 And uh, he was like, man, just give me $500. He's like, I just want it off my books. And he's like, I was going to donate it to the science center. So he's like, yeah, just give me anything and you can have it. No, the, yeah, the, those- the, the deal did not go through. I guess he talked to his attorney or something. He went a different route. But I mean, that's how people feel about these properties. Like, you can just have it. Those deals are out there. It's crazy. Like the mm-hmm. opportunity that just no one's going after, really. Yeah. Yeah. If the guy says, I don't have any land. What else do you got? <laughs> do, you have, yeah. do you have anything else laying around? That, that's a good way to get deals. Yeah. I just had one given to me like that uh, two weeks ago. And I just, I sent the, uh, I talked to the guy, I guess, maybe five or six months ago, but he was still on my phone. So he calls me back because I, I, I offered him nothing for it. I said, hey, you know, it's a bad location, no, no improvements, no nothing. I'll take it off your hands. You know, we want to get rid of it and get rid of the tax burden and the HOA fees. I'll see what I can do with it. And then he called me back and said, okay, you know what? Just take it. I said, I'll send out the contracts right now. <laughs> Man, I haven't had the, the the proper situation to do that yet, or else maybe I just I drove by it without thinking about it. 
Man, um, Anthony, there's a lot. Like, there's a lot of. <laughs> I've done over a hundred free deals, quarter acre to an acre. <laughs> so they just gave them to me. Yeah, a hundred. I'll give you a handshake for it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Right. All I'll right, sold. I'll take it. It's my closing statement: gifted is <laughs> all I said. Gifted. <laughs> wow, that's incredible, man. Uh, the only other person that I've ever heard say that is Ryan and Logan from here in San Antonio. I would call them to help me run numbers when I was first starting, and I'm like, "What do you think about this? What do you think about this?" And they'll look at it. They're like, "Man, they went and looked at a mobile home with me on some land. They're like, just tell them to give it to you." I'm like, "What do you mean?" Like, yeah, yeah, don't don't give him anything. I wouldn't even offer him five hundred dollars. I just tell him you'll take it off his hands and you'll remove the problem from his life. And I'm like, yeah, well, what, what, what can we offer? They're like, seriously, like tell him, tell him you want it for free. I'm like, Oh shoot. <laughs> they drove 45 minutes with me to go look at a property and free was their offer. Like, yeah, he'll probably <laughs> give it to you. I was like, golly, all right, I'm going to learn a lot. That's pretty cool, man. That's a cool concept. But again, that, that doesn't happen unless you're talking to a lot of people. So what's your main modality right now, John, for, for re- outreach right now? Are you, are you still hitting mailers or a little bit of everything? Yeah, it's mainly mailers. But I tell you, lately, I'm also just calling up MLS listings, talking to realtors and making deals because these prices have just gotten crazy, right? And they're going up so fast that, man, I can almost buy retail right now off of off of MLS and flip them with a for profit. Crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. I think I heard Jamil talking about that. Like they're doing some kind of like MLS, like blitz. That's pretty cool, man. <laughs> if you guys haven't uh, checked out John's training, man, I highly recommend it. Check him out. He's a land mobile on Facebook and on Instagram, but hit up John and you'll learn a lot of stuff like that. That's just out of this world, next level stuff. I think paying for education is probably the, the only thing that would advance you quicker than getting around the people that are doing it. But if you're not, if nobody like that's in your city, yeah, grab somebody else like John, buy what they're selling because it'll save you a lot of time, energy, and money. If I could yeah, do it all know, over I, again, yeah, I would have started with that first. I've got a, I've got a book that's like, you know, it was like, I guess for a long time, and this is our main book, right, that, that we sell on how to flip vacant land and for like $49 on Amazon. And I've got a download of it, like for a PDF, you can get it for $4.99 at selffundingflip.com, selffundingflip.com. And that'll get you into this business flipping with no money out of your pocket, no earnest, no or no earnest money, no no purchase of the land. You're lining up the whole front and back end and just closing like a double close, basically over a week period, not not a single day because we're not we don't even go through a title company. We just close it using notaries. But yeah, that book's at uh, selffundingflip.com if you want to grab a copy of it. I'm gonna probably take that down at some point, but. I put it up for a promo and it's still up. I just <laughs> haven't got around to taking it down yet. And those types of deals. I mean, if you're only looking for those, I don't think it'll take you that long to you know, fatten up your, your, what do they call it? Your nest egg. <laughs> right. You know, I took this one property, this lady had this property and it was one that I got for free, but on this particular one, she owed $5,000 in back taxes on it. And that was a problem, but it was 10 acres. The downside is it was in the flood way, which is, of course, the worst possible flood area you can get. So I told her, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll take it off your hands so these people will leave you alone. Because, you know, when, when she talked to me, she was talking about, oh, man, they're, they're threatening to sue me and everything. And my husband got this in, you know, got me into this and then he took off and uh, now I'm kind of stuck with it. So, you know, when you're hearing that, it's telling you they're ready to give it away free. So I told her, well. What I'll do, I you know, I'll, I'll take it off your hands. I'll pay the back taxes. You'll be and you'll be free of it. Oh, thank God, thank you. 
So I sent her out a deed. She signed the deed over to me. So that's a, that's all you really have to do is get them to sign a deed to you. And now you own it. And of course, you also own those 5,000 back taxes, but you don't have to pay that yet, right? So I took it and I held on to it for a little while. And then I finally put it up for sale for 45,000 and sold it. I put it up for a little bit more than that, but I sold it finally for 45,000 with 10,000 down. So with with the 10,000 down payment, I took 5,000 of that, paid off the back taxes, and then they paid $700 a month for the remainder of the note. So that's, you know, there's all kinds of creative deals, but you have to get out there and you have to start, you know, looking for them, right? And seeing what the problem is, looking looking up looking up their information on on the deeds to see exactly what the, the situation is, looking up the taxes, see what their situation is sometimes before you even talk to them, because it gives you so much ammunition. It, it allows you to better negotiate your deals. And I, I think those kind of deals only come again with, with high volume of marketing, following an expert like John or uh, myself, and then also, you know, just getting in front of as many of those situations as you can. And it's like, you get better and better and better. Like I said, I haven't identified one yet where I want it, where I ask for it for free, like where, where it was my original idea. But I think getting in front of a lot of opportunities, you can kind of see and gauge like what you should move on and what you shouldn't. And then something that you thought was a deal ended up not being a deal. And then the same thing where you thought it wasn't a deal turns out to be a really big one. But yeah, getting in front of all those opportunities is how you become a ninja. Like you can't read enough books. You just got to get out there and do it. Yeah. I bought this one piece of land for $3,000 cash, but it was, of course, it was a flip, but it had a mobile home on it already. And he was like, I don't care about it. I, you know, I, I assume it's trashed out or whatever. He, he, he never looked at it. So I guess they had it rented out or something at one time. And it was in bad shape, of course. But I said, yeah, I'll probably have to pay somebody to haul it off. But I'll give you 3000 for the land. So I, I you know, just refocus on what you're saying is a value, which would be, in this case would be the land. And I got the mobile home for free just by taking the focus off. If I was talking to him about buying the mobile home, he, he would have probably wanted a heck of a lot more than that. So those are also just little things that you pick up as you go along. Amazing, man. Yeah. I, I really like that idea is that sometimes like paying, the t- if you don't, maybe you don't have to pay the taxes, you can take control of it and then just do whatever you want with it afterwards. Right. And people think about it. They're like, it's 20,000 behind in taxes. The, the, the world's burning down, but you're like, mm, I can come in here. You throw zero into this property or throw a couple hundred and throw a thousand into it and turn around and sell it for a nice profit and let the property pay the taxes off. Right. So lots of cool stuff like that out there. Just get in front of as many opportunities as you can. And then this business becomes very, very fun. I think that's about it for today's call. It's eight o'clock. Thank you, John, for being on here and hanging out and sharing your uh, knowledge with us. Yeah. Don't forget to check out the land mobile on Facebook and Instagram. You're learning a lot of cool strategies like that. I'm still learning myself. Every time I talk to John, I learn something else. And uh, thank you everybody for the great questions and for spending your time with me and uh, us in the hive mind. Super, super appreciate you. Thanks, Anthony, and nice to meet you, Javier. I expect great things from you, sir. Thank you, man. You got my respect. Six, six. When I call you sir, that means instantly you got my respect. All right, good, good deal. <laughs> All right, Everybody, have a good night, man. Thank you so much. Bye. The show is sponsored by The List Guys. Do you need more leads in your local or virtual market? One in 10 small businesses don't invest in any kind of marketing. The List Guys have over 35 plus list types to choose from and you can mix and match any list or criteria. 
We also use the skip trace list and provide up to seven numbers and email addresses. Every list you purchase will be scrubbed against previous purchases. The list guys are here to save you time. Contact the list guys today at www.1listguys.com. That's www.1listguys.com.